Dub and Chance Wackerhagen were father and son, respectively, from Lockhart, Texas. Dub had joint custody of Chance, and Chance was nine years old. Just after Christmas, 1993, Dub's new girlfriend was found shot to death in her house, and nobody could account for Dub and Chance's location. They were never seen again. I'm Ed Denzel, and this is Unfound. With all types of crimes and incidents, the public is very quick to jump to all sorts of conclusions. Dare I say it, I've even done it once or a hundred times. This is not only a factor of our 21st century, where we get news almost before it happens, but also our human need for answers. Keep in mind, yes, we love mysteries, but only because we love to solve them not because we desire to be stumped by them. This topic is relevant to disappearances because we at Unfound have learned the hard way that oftentimes what we think we know isn't true at all, and that the passing of time, if only a few months, can change what we think about a missing person's case. Esther Westenbarger, that was an accident, not a murder. Crystal Morrison, that was heat stroke, not a murder. Or, if you prefer a disappearance that is still unsolved, Toby Anderson. Many people at the time thought he really did walk off. But, as the years have passed, more people have begun to believe his uncle killed him, due to both his uncle's words, behavior, and incarceration. Well, with the disappearance of Dub and Chance Wackerhagen, back in 1993, everyone was convinced, even logically so, that Dub killed his girlfriend and took off with Chance. Hey, parents take off with kids all the time. Yet, with this case, this is a perfect example of how perceptions change. And now a summary of the case. This is brought to you by my friend Megan Lyonez's website, charlieproject.org. By all accounts, Dub, real name Lee Wackerhagen, was a good father to his son Chance. Dub and Chance's mother Gay had their problems. But Gay to this day insists that although she and Dub eventually had to end their relationship, they were never married, Gay never had any complaints about Dub as a father. Nevertheless, the two did go their separate ways, and Dub met a new woman, Latricia. He ended up moving in with her, and Dub and Gay shared joint custody of Chance. By some accounts, Latricia and Dub had a tumultuous union, arguing a lot, but no signs or stories of Dub harming Latricia physically. 
So on December 27, 1993, Latricia, a nurse, was supposed to show up for work. She didn't arrive. The hospital called her father, who then went over to her house. He found his daughter in her bed, murdered, with six shots to the head. There was a puddle of blood on the kitchen floor with a child's shoe print in it. Dub and Chance were living with Latricia at the time. There were no signs of either of them except for that print. Days later, Dub's truck was found near a dump site. Dub and Chance were never seen again. A rifle, the same caliber as the murder weapon, was found in the truck. Blood was also found in the bed of it. Immediately, police wrote out an arrest warrant for Dub. As I noted a couple days ago when I was speaking to students at Florida International University, Unfound has never covered a missing person who is a criminal on the run. Why? I don't know. I would certainly like to do so. And this could be what the disappearances of Chance and Dub are. However, there could be another answer. Try to figure it out as you listen to the interview trying to answer these three questions. Number one, realistically, did police make the correct decision in 1993 to file murder charges against Dub Wackerhagen? Number two, when the blood in the truck was discovered to not be Latricia's, why didn't police question their original thinking? And number three, if someone else committed this murder, did the person plan to make it look like Dub did it? Or was this just how things incidentally turned out? Dub's family has never believed he murdered Latricia and took off with chance. The guest for this episode is Heather Grotman, blogger at the lostandfoundblogs.com. Unfound News. Another speaking engagement is in the books. I was at Florida International University this past Tuesday, March 15th. I drove down to Miami and back all in one day. It was fun, and I think the students enjoyed it and learned something. Next, we will be doing something new on the YouTube channel starting next week. As you all know, all the episodes are eventually posted to the channel. However, as long as guests are okay with it, I will be using Zoom to conduct and record interviews from now on. Meaning, yes, on YouTube, you will get to see me and the guest as we discuss the disappearance when episodes come out on Fridays. I may even video me recording my parts of the episodes as well. Finally... Last week was the first unfound episode uploaded directly to Megaphone. And yes, I messed it up. Of course I did. Luckily, I fixed it quickly, and the episode played without any problems. Where you can find Unfound. Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Stitcher, Podbean, and many other platforms especially outside the United States. Unfound has social media accounts on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. 
Speaking of YouTube, join me on Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern on the Unfound Podcast channel for the live show, the only one of its kind in true crime. Ask questions, chat with other viewers, and give the show a thumbs up. You can contribute to Unfound in the following ways. Number one, patreon.com forward slash unfoundpodcast. Number two, paypal.me forward slash unfoundpodcast. Number three, contribute during the live show with Super Chat. And number four, join the YouTube membership program for the low price of $2.99 per month. I need to thank the following people for contributions to Unfound this week. Josh, Gravity Head Nero, Boston Actress, and LaFord Girl. The website, theunfoundpodcast.com. The email address, unfoundpodcast at gmail.com. And please, mention Unfound at all true crime websites and forums. Thank you. I'm so happy once again to have on an episode of Unfound the owner and writer, uh, blogger at thelostandfoundblogs.com, Heather Grotman. Heather, welcome back to Unfound. Hello, Ed. It's great to be out here again. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Uh, we were due. Uh, it's been about a year since you were on the last time. So I think the last time was Nyleen Marshall. Uh, the year has flown. So here you are back again. Uh, happy to have you. How have you been? I've been well. Been well. Bought it. Bought a house. Working on fixing it up. Wow. Got my own office down in the basement to do my writing in. So I'm tickled about that. Excellent. Good. Uh, bought a house right in the middle of COVID, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I've got to stay at home. I might as well have a new house. Right? Yes. Right. That's right. All right. Good point. Good point. Okay. Bought a house. Uh, congratulations to you. Uh, as I always do, uh, of course, when our friend Anthony is on the program, I ask him this question as well to start off any interview. Um, we're going to be, of course, talking about Dub, the disappearances of Dub and Chance Walker Hagen today. Let's start here. Why the disappearance of this father and his son? Of course, you have you could pick any disappearance out there. Why this one? Well, I was very familiar with it, of course. It was on Unsolved Mysteries, but there was such a huge twist that came more than 20 years later. It certainly is very unique, and I wanted to delve into that. And I had um, a relative of the case that was a lot of help, too, so I knew I could get a lot of information. Okay, because uh, as you probably know, there are some maybe other... Uh, disappearances out there where uh, parents have taken their children and disappeared. You know, it's you know it's fairly common. You know, I suppose we could go to NamUs or the Charlie Project, anywhere, big database, and find uh, you know many stories like that. But for you, it was because you remember this one being on Unsolved Mysteries at some time back, like in the nineties, I guess. Yes, I believe it was mid nineties. Yes. Okay. Um, have you written about any other disappearances like this one, you know, of a mother taking her children, father? Was this the, the first time you did so? Yes. I mean, I wrote about, you know, John Bunting, his grandparents took him, but that was a completely different situation. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this is definitely the first one of this type that I've mm -hmm. written. 
Do you think that that, uh, you know, I know that you are a mother. Does that affect you in some way? Writing about them when you did this, of course, it's been a while since you posted, since this one was new on your website. Does that affect you maybe in a different way as a parent when you write about a disappearance like this compared to maybe, you know, some of the other disappearances that you've talked about on this program? Maybe a little bit. You can kind of see both sides and, you know, the emotions that would be involved in these situations. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think well, the big thing of probably about our discussion is going to be, in fact, it's going to be the title, although I've not picked out the title for this episode yet. It's going to be about how perceptions change, how you can think yeah. one thing about at the time of the disappearance, of course, this one from 1993, but as the years move on, things can pop up that can maybe cause you to think of a disappearance you know, put it in a totally different light. And I think the the listeners will uh, notice that uh, as we go through our discussion today. Uh, It's going to be very interesting because you think one thing and it changes. So let's just talk about the missing. Of course, it's Father Dub, uh, Son Chance. What can you tell the listeners about both of them? Dub was about 40 years old. He was a semi-truck driver. He actually owned his own semi and he had divorced his common-law wife, Gay, and they had a son, Chance, and he was nine years old, and they weren't getting along the best, um, Gay and mm-hmm. Dub, but they were co-parenting, you know, they were doing the custody exchange and everything, and things seemed to be going okay at the time. Back in uh, 1992-93, but when you say, they, so they were never actually like married on paper? Correct. All right. But so they, that, they believe they did have to go through the divorce paperwork, possibly okay. because of they had a child together. Okay. Um, was Chance the only child they had together? Yes. The other one. Um, do you know? I know, and we're going to talk about your conversations with Gay uh, over this time. Um, does she have any other children? Yeah, she does have a son that's older than Chance okay. from a previous relationship. Okay. That was actually quite the sore spot and a factor mm. in them splitting up. Oh, okay. I see. So Dub is a truck driver. I, I'm guessing then that having had a, uh, a brother who was a truck driver and he's also a father, must have been maybe hard for the custody arrangements. How would a father have custody of a child if he's a truck driver? Yeah, I believe on paper it was joint, but you know, Gay had the, the primary, I believe. Mm. And I believe, actually, Dub lived about four hours away from Gay. Oh. So it was complicated at first. Gay said they used to put Chance on an airplane, but Chance didn't like that. So it was basically, I'm not sure exactly how it worked out, whether who drove where. But I believe maybe Dub's aunt's house Mm. was a place where they would exchange. Okay, right. Okay, so he's a truck driver, and Chance is how old? He's nine. Nine. Okay. So I'm guessing maybe once in a while, you know, Dub would actually take Chance out in his truck, which I think maybe what might be fun for a, a little kid, especially yeah, a boy. That's, or so. That's a, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So they have uh, these uh, arrangements. Uh, your understanding, once again, we just have to understand this is coming from Gay. Dub is not here to speak for himself. Uh, they had some issues, you know. Um, was there any abuse in the relationship? 
you know, how much do we want to talk about that? Why why did they break up? You already brought up she had this other child that seemed to be a, a sore spot. What was the reasons they, you know, separated and did what they did? Gay said that Deb was controlling and that he was verbally abusive. She said he was never physically abusive, but with their fighting, she was concerned that it would escalate to that point. Mm-hmm. And her son from a previous relationship, she said Deb did not treat him well at all that he wouldn't punish Chance for anything, that he would definitely punish her child. Okay. And in them separating, and I guess divorcing, even though they technically, once again, as we understand marriage, we're not, we're not married. Married. Any custody issues that popped up? The, 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 you know, fighting for custody? Uh, any, you know, sore spots in any of that? Well, I believe that she said, you know, Dub had wanted full custody. I'm not sure mm-hmm. how it worked out. She said she was treated very unfairly as far as the mm-hmm. divorce settlement. I'm not sure what all that means. Mm-hmm. But she did say that Dub paid her a little bit of child support. And mm-hmm. then there's something else about the custody that we can talk about later that's okay. very interesting. Okay, we can do that. So. Uh, Gay and Dub are a couple. They have this son, Chance. Uh, obviously, he's nine years old, so they had been together for a while. Yes. Yeah, yes. like, you know, nine, you know... I believe ten. a year prior to Chance being born is when they okay. first got together. Okay, so sometime around 1983. So, and problems pop up over the time, and then, uh, I guess, you know, they decide to separate... Dub's doing his own thing. Gay is doing her own thing, sharing custody as we've talked about. Let's move on to Dub and Latricia. Um, what do we know uh, about their relationship, uh, how they met? Um, what have you heard? What have you learned about their relationship? And how long were they a couple before this all happened? I'm not sure how long they were a couple, but I do know that they went to school together. And they were both newly divorced. And Deb had apparently lived with Latricia for six months prior to this incident. Mm -hmm. But I'm not sure exactly how long they were together. Okay. So what you're saying then is sometimes maybe when Dub had custody of Chance, the Chance would be over at Latricia's. Yes. Latricia had children as well. Okay. And, uh, of course, this is going to become a... Uh, uh, how many children were they around Dub's age uh, or Chance's age? Do we even know? I know that Latricia had a daughter from a previous relationship, <coughs> and then she has a son from this other relationship we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. And I believe, people I've talked to don't know for sure, but I believe he was close to Chance's age. Okay. All right, so Dub and Latricia knew each other from high school. They go their separate ways. Dub is with Gay. Latricia's with, um, you know, maybe married or has children with a couple other men. And then after all these years, they get back together. Right. Okay. Um, was this area where Latricia lived, Was do you know if it was near where Gay lived? Was it near where Dub lived? It sounds like he had a house, but he was living with her. You know, what do you know about that? Uh, I know that Latricia's house was in McMahon, Texas, near Lockhart, so I don't think it was very far away. I'm not sure exactly where Deb lived prior mm-hmm. to moving in with Latricia, but I know, like, his father in that that house wasn't very far away. Okay. And, of course, Gay was, according to her, about four hours away. Okay. 
So you've mentioned that the Latricia had some children, prior relationships. Um, what was the your understanding? What was the custody situation with her and her exes at, at this time? Did she have full custody of them? Uh, half custody, she, partial custody? Do we even know? No, I really don't know. I, I've just came across her daughter's name. I'm not even sure her age. Mm-hmm. And then her son, his name is Clint. Uh, I just know that the divorce happened in November of 1983. I'm sorry, 1993. Okay. And I just am told that the ex was not very happy with the arrangement. Okay. So I'm not sure exactly how much Latricia had him. Okay. So, and we also have to understand, though, that it seems, you know, before we get into the actual facts of, of the day of the disappearance, and we're just going to fork out, you know, let this out, her murder, that it is not believed, though, that her children, any of her children, were there that day. No proof of that. There's no proof of that. There's a couple of pictures that Gay sent me of mm-hmm. Chance and a little boy mm-hmm. that she believes was taken around Christmas of 1993. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're not sure who the little boy is. I mean, so I'm saying there's a chance the little boy could have possibly been there briefly. Wow. Okay. All right, because I think that's going to probably pop up for the listeners once we get into this. If she had prior children from prior relationships, and uh, we're you know going to hear these details, you start thinking, you know, were were these other kids there? But we know that those other kids aren't missing, correct? They're still correct. You know, in fact, if they had something happen to them since 1993, they're still around. Right. All right. So the only two people, uh, three people who, you know, two people have disappeared. One person was murdered. That's the only three people involved in all of this. Right. Okay. All right. So she, uh, just the month prior, um, got divorced. Uh, the belief is that this, the most recent ex was not happy about the rearrangements, although we're not sure what that means. Although we just have to keep in mind that if she got full custody, then I guess it's possible those kids were actually over there you know, that day when this all went down, except they didn't go missing. It's just something listeners need if to keep it. If it wasn't on Christmas, so it's definitely possible. Sure, absolutely. So let's um, go up to those days. I'm just going to add in the outline. I just call it Christmas time, December 24th, 25th, 26th. What do we know? What has Gay told you? What have you found out about the movements of Dub, Chance, and Latricia uh, on these days? Well, part of this, I'm going from the Unsolved Mystery segment, as well Mm. as Gay. Mm -hmm. I believe there was someone over at Deb and Latricia's house that witnessed a fight, and this has really been blown up to be a huge deal. Mm -hmm. But it was basically a verbal fight, being a faucet on. And the person said Deb had threatened to leave, and he was going to pack, and I guess had just calmed down. Because I believe two days later, which would have been Christmas, Chance called Gay. It was a brief call. He was having a good time, and he asked if he could stay longer. Wow. And she told him yes, which she was just being a good mother, but she absolutely regrets that decision to this day. Of course. And Chance did tell her that there will be another phone call. Mm -hmm. And, of course, that didn't come. Mm -hmm. When you say he wanted to, to stay a couple more days, uh, did Gay have in her mind what that meant? Did that mean like to the 27th, to the 28th? Did, did, 
Did she even have? I, a I asked her. Out? She really, she really didn't know. They kind of just left it open. Mm-hmm. But you know, she was happy that he was having a good time, and she didn't see a problem. With she never had a problem with Doug being mm-hmm. a father. She always said he was a good father. Okay. All right, and this person who witnessed this fight, uh, do we know who this person is? No, they just said a friend. Okay, so we don't know. Um, maybe more likely a friend of Latricia's and probably right. Yeah, being... someone close enough to be at their house. Yeah, yeah, and they're having and they're having this fight. And once again, this is I think led to people over the years, you know, having getting in their idea in their mind a, a particular scenario of what you know you know. They fight. She ends up murdered. Dub and Chance go missing. Uh, it doesn't take a missing persons expert to put that all together. But this was witnessed. However, uh, Chance wanted to stay longer. So what do we know about that? I, I know you have in your uh, blog that, that Dub and Chance were seen eating at a restaurant. What day was this? What, what can you say about I be- that? I believe, according to the segment, that all three of them were at the restaurant. All three of them. And okay. And cause, because that the point was that everything had calmed down. Mm-hmm. And so they said December 26th, you know, all had been forgotten. So that kind of makes mm-hmm. me think that this just happened regularly. Dub's sister was on the segment saying and they could fight about anything. Huh. So I think they were prone to verbal arguments. And mm-hmm. But of course, if, Ch- if they were fighting a lot, I don't think Chance would have called and wanted to extend his visit. Yeah, uh, and, and probably people are going to be thinking about that, thinking, well, what are the reasons the Chance would want to stay? You know, maybe it was because being, we just talked about Latricia's children, maybe her children were over there, and he had, you know, you know, playmates, yeah. playmates to hang out and do stuff with, maybe. Yeah. All right, so on December 26th, they're at some restaurant, the three of them seemingly all getting together, and it's, this is, as far as anybody we believe... Uh, this is the last sighting of them? Correct. Okay. So it was a Sunday. It was a Sunday. December 26th, 1993 was a Sunday. So we have to remember this, uh, Christmas was on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. All right. So when did, um, how long did it take for anybody gay, maybe somebody in uh, Latricia's family, maybe even somebody in Dub's family, to start, thinking, well, we haven't heard from them. What's going on? What do you know about this? I do know that I believe it had been at least 24 hours since anyone had heard from Latricia. And she was a very devoted nurse and she hadn't showed up for work, Hmm. which was certainly out of her character. So her father did go over there Monday. I believe it was later in the day to check on his daughter. Okay. And what, once again, what day is this? Monday. Monday the 27th. All right. So the yes. 27th, he goes over there. And um, so was she supposed to go work maybe like on Monday? I guess, of course, nurses work weekends. So I guess she was supposed to work on Monday. I believe so. And, and her father said on the segment that she was very devoted and she mm. would never just not show up or not call. Okay. So he gets, uh, you know, they're starting to wonder what's going on. He goes over there, and what does he find? He said it was dark, but Patricia was in bed, and he touched her, and she was cold. So he knew that she was gone. And I'm assuming Mm -hmm. that he called the police Mm -hmm. then. Do you think it was obvious to him? Of course, being that she was cold, he knew she was dead. 
But at that time, uh, was it obvious to him that she had been murdered? Well, he said it was dark, but from what happened to her, I'm sure just glancing at her, he would have had to notice. Okay. All right, so he goes over there. Uh, maybe he has a key or something. Do we even know that? Was the door locked or was there an open door? Do we even know that? They don't really say. They just say he went over to check on her. All right, and Gay doesn't know this either. No, in fact, the gay was actually got a phone call that same day by the police asking her if Chance was with her. Okay. And, so and the, she said, no, he's with his father. Okay, and this would have been after probably Latrice's father shows up. Yeah, that's why they're trying to account, mm. I'm assuming, for Doug and Chance. Okay. So we just don't know if the door was locked one way. It wouldn't be unusual maybe for her father to have a key just in case. Not, not, yeah. not, not, not unusual. So... Uh, he shows up and fortunately discovers that his daughter is dead. And we also must make clear that, of course, he saw no signs of dub or chance there. Correct. Okay. So when the police show up, uh, if for the listeners, um, once again, between what you've learned and what you've talked to, to Gay about, and we'll talk about what Gay herself did on that day. Eventually, of course, she got a call. Um, we'll talk. come back to that again. But what was the scene at... Uh, the house. What did it look like? What did police discover uh, as far as evidence? Anything like that once they discovered once again that Latricia was dead and she had been murdered? Well, what was reported was they just said there were no signs of a struggle and nothing mm. was taken. But mm. I have since learned from Dub's friend Thad as well as Gay, Texas Rangers told them there was a large amount of blood in the kitchen. Huh which made them believe that maybe Latricia was killed in there and then placed in bed. Okay. Uh, and we'll get into some of these things. So maybe she had been moved. Mm-hmm. You know, something she'd been shot. She'd been shot, correct? She'd been shot six times in the head. Oh, my gosh. And I was told that every shot, any every shot would have killed her. Oh, yeah, well, that, that uh, does make sense. So... Blood in the blood in the kitchen, but she is found in her bed. Maybe, maybe I'm just not sure what to make of that. We'll come back to some of this blood uh, stuff a little later. But um, there was a footprint there, right? Right. There was what appeared to be a child-sized footprint in blood, and they did call Gay and they asked mm-hmm. her what kind of shoes that Chance wore. And from that, they do seem to think that this shoe print was made by chance. So, so he was there at some at some point with the blood. He was there. So he's so there's clear signs that chance was in the house and Latricia was already dead. Correct. All right. So he's walking through this puddle. Some reason and I, for some reason, and uh, as the listeners are probably thinking right now, once again. You start to get an idea of what might have happened here, but like I said, eventually, you know, the perceptions are going to go in a different direction. Uh, uh, what you've learned, once again, since then, I know this would probably be difficult to tell right at that moment that they're doing the investigation, but was anything stolen? Did, you know, somebody, for example, her father ever go through the house and saying, you know what, um, you know, a TV's missing, uh, jewelry's missing, anything that, other, you know, might be valuable in 1993 terms. Do we know anything that might have been uh, stolen from the house? No, they said nothing was stolen and there weren't any signs 
you know, of a break-in or like, you know, furniture being knocked over, things like that. Hmm. Okay. So what do the police do? They show up. Of course, she's dead. Uh, I'm guessing, you know, they call Gay and she says, you know, uh, I think, you know, Dub and Chance are supposed to be there, but they aren't. Uh, do the police, for example, put out a be on the lookout for Dub and Chance? Uh, do they maybe walk around the area? What kind of area is this where this house is? Is it in the neighborhood? Is it out in the middle of nowhere? Uh, you know, what can you say about any of that? Well, that's interesting because I'm told it is, it is out in the middle of nowhere. It's actually pretty much a dead-end road. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure about Ebola, but I know three days later there were there were charges brought forth. Mm-hmm. And, and what were those charges? They had charged Dub with first-degree murder wow. as well as custodial interference for not returning chance. Mm-hmm. And this was just three days after Patricia's found dead. Okay, so I don't think maybe the listeners are going to be surprised by that at all. But three days, especially given that, of course, Dub and Chance, of course, to this day have not been found... Uh, but it, there was enough evidence there that some prosecutor uh, felt secure in making these charges. And, we, of course, you, Heather, know as well as I do how hesitant, um, you know, district attorneys, prosecutors can be to charge people with anything in missing persons cases one way or the other, right? Yeah, and it just showed me there wasn't a lot of investigation in any other direction mm. but Dubs that it only took three days to charge him with first-degree murder. Okay. So then I then I, I guess I will just say it. So the theory was, you know, putting this all together to, you know, wrap this up is that as you stated, somebody saw that they um you know, that they argued and uh, but mm-hmm. then they were seen together on the twenty sixth, and of course the belief at the time was that maybe they went home, Dub and Latricia get in another fight, a gun is pulled shot her six times in the head, maybe in the kitchen, blood's there. Uh, then he picks her up for some reason. I don't know what that reason would be. Moves her to the bed. Uh, Chance's footprint is in the blood, which is very, very morbid to think about, uh, a, a little boy seeing all this. And then Dub and Chance take off. That's what the police were thinking. Correct. Okay. Well, on that note, uh, let's go to what we call the rest of the case and um, Dub's truck. It was eventually found. Where was it found? How close? Uh, what was in it? What do we know about all of that? It was found three days later in a high crime area of Austin, Texas, which was only 30 miles from the crime scene. And inside were Dub's checkbook and wallet. <coughs> And there was also a hunting rifle. There were Christmas presents. And one thing, it's important to add, the UM segment said they were streaked with blood, but Gay Mm. was told there was lots of blood in the back of the truck. So when you say in the back of the truck, you mean in the bed of the truck? Yes. You know, where we would put uh, things uh, on the outside to carry that can't fit inside. Okay. Uh, Do you know, happen to know... um, was the truck found by accident? Were they actually on the lookout for it? Did somebody, was it parked like in a in a weird spot that caught somebody's eye? Do we even know any about that? Anything about that? No, I would just think it kind of stood out there, and mm-hmm. and I would love to know how long the truck was there. I mean, was it there three days or yeah. 
you know, what was going on with the truck for three days. Yeah, so we don't know that. All we know is three days later it was found there. It could have been parked there from the, you know, you know, a few hours after she was murdered or it could have just been parked there a, a, an hour before it was discovered. Yeah, and and, there is some speculation it was placed there because they would hope it would be taken since it was a high crime area. Okay, so somebody might steal it. Correct. And just make the whole problem go away. But I think the butt in the back probably made, mm-hmm. made him not want to, you know, that, get involved. That could be. So, and we have these presents. You've mentioned these presents. Uh, I think I read in your blog that they were both opened and unopened, unopened presents. Correct. That's what the Unsolved Mystery segment, Gay and I had talked about that. And, you know, she said they could have been gifts for Gay that Chance was going to bring back to her. Or they could have been gifts for, like, um, sorry, Dub's family. Mm-hmm. I believe they weren't, hadn't went to see them yet at Christmas. Okay. Or they could have even been Dub, some of Chance's Christmas gifts from his dad. Right. Okay, so um, this blood, being that we've already talked about blood a few times, and the listeners know when it comes to disappearances, we usually don't talk about blood very much. It's usually not a factor at all. But, uh, you know, 1993, maybe not quite to the DNA area era. I usually think of, like, when the Internet became popular, 95, 96 is when DNA started becoming a thing. Do you know if the blood in the house or the blood in the truck have ever been tested to see? Is that Latricia's? Is it Dubs? Is it Chances? It's somebody else's. Do we even know here in 2022? Well, initially they had just said, I don't know about the blood in the house. I don't know that they, if they tested it or they just assumed mm-hmm. it was Latricia's. But I do know they tested the blood in the truck and said it was not Latricia's. Mm-hmm. And in fact, they even went a step further though, didn't they? Once again, just to be clear, here in 2022, nobody, at least publicly, has ever come out and said, that's Dub's blood, that's Chance's blood, that's Latricia's blood. They've never put any names to it, to the blood. Correct. All right. But on the other hand, I think, once again, what I read is that they could say that there were two different types of blood there. Yes, I, I believe this was testing later mm-hmm. that you made them. Oh, okay. So how... All right, so how much do you even know how long later that this blood was test, tested? Was this like in the 2000s or... I'm not sure exactly when it was tested, but Gay was told about this change in 2015. Oh, my. So 22 years after. Okay. And what was the change? What was the change? What did it say? Well, this this um, Texas Ranger had kind of looked through the case and wanted to talk to Gay. And mm-hmm. he said that he believed that Dove and Chance were both victims. Wow. Of play in the situation. Because the blood has in the truck was, I'm assuming, retested and mm-hmm. said that it did belong to two different people, but those two people were related. Huh. Yeah. Well, that's a big change. And once again, as I stated very early in, early in this conversation, that this is one of those disappearances where it, when it happens, you think one thing, and then either due to science or a witness who's believable or something... It totally goes in a different direction. That uh, it, even though it still seems to me that they haven't, maybe they just don't want to tell her. Maybe they know anyway. But 
being the dub and chance she was of, completely please, shocked please. because all this time she never thought the dub could have killed chance that never crossed her mind she assumed they were in hiding she'd hired a pi i mean she mm-hmm. was trying to find her son that she was convinced was still out there right and then in 2015 and probably the police have known for a while this uh, one particular uh, investigator tells her, well, you know what? That blood that you knew about from 1993 in the back, that's not Latricia's blood. In fact, it's two different types of blood, and it seems like the two people who put their blood there are related. Yes, and they didn't release this to the public mm-hmm. until 2016. Oh, my. But I did see that. Mm-hmm. He also said, because it also came out that Deb actually had a car fo- a phone in his truck. Mm-hmm. And first they had thought in those three days there was a phone call made from his truck, which would have been, you know, very interesting. But they relooked and they they were a year off as far as, I guess, tracing. And they never mentioned who the phone call was to. But that was another thing that was hopeful that ended up, you yeah. know, not being relevant. He had a phone call. Uh, he had a phone in his vehicle in 1993. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's. I'm gonna say that I think that's gonna set the record for the <laughs> earliest phone cell phone yeah. ownership in Unfound's existence. That we're talking about a cell phone um, in 1993. I think that has yeah. to be a record. Okay, and so he has this. It's probably one of those bag phones or something like that. Um, but yeah. they believe that he had. The phone had been used after the murder, but now for some reason they got we're off by a year. Yes, yes. Oh, that's crazy. Okay. I don't know how to, I don't even know how to think about that. Maybe it's just because it was early in the cell phone era and they didn't know what they were looking at when it came to the paperwork. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. uh, I have to ask, was there a gun found in the truck? There was a hunting rifle is all they mentioned in the truck. Mm -hmm. I know that Latricia was shot with a 22. Mm -hmm. So I'm not really sure I... I did ask that, and he mm. did tell me that a twenty-two would normally be for hunting small animals, yeah. and that was deer season, so his opinion would be it was not Dub's twenty-two that was found in the truck. All right, so just to be clear, a rifle was found in the truck, and it was in the caliber of a twenty-two. Well, they didn't say. They just they called it say. a hunting rifle, okay. but they were able to tell that it had not been recently fired. All right, so most likely that is not the murder weapon. Correct. Unless somehow in the process, if we were to believe that Dub did this, somehow after he did that, he cleaned the rifle somehow, you know, took, you know, yeah. and you could do that. I mean, you could, you know, clean it up, and clear out the barrel and everything else and make it look like it hadn't been used in a while. But that, I think that stretches our imaginations here. So there was a, a, a rifle in there, but they say it hadn't been used for a while. So the belief is here in 2022, that is not the murder weapon. Correct. Okay. Um, and when it, and, it, and uh, Heather has admitted, I guess before this program, she doesn't know a lot about guns. That's fine, Heather. Um, uh, you know, you're not you're not required to. I will tell you, you know, a hunting rifle could be, you know, a lot of different calibers. Yeah, that's totally right. Twenty two is a very small caliber. That yes, usually is uh, used for rabbits and squirrels. Uh, weirdly, though. 22 caliber is also the caliber for AR-15s. It's a whole different story, but technically, 
But you could have 30 out six. You could have a lot of other bigger calibers that could qualify as hunting rifles. So it, you know, it's a whole you know bolt action. It could be anything. So just because there's a v, uh, a rifle in the truck does not mean uh, that it's a 22. Okay. Uh, maybe I should ask you this. I don't know if Gay would know this at all. Did she believe that Dub ever owned any kind of gun, rifle or handgun, that was in caliber 22? Yes, Gay and Dub's friend Thad both do believe that he did own a 22. Mm. I believe Gay's brother had even given it to Dub you know, uh -huh. years prior. Okay. And to your knowledge or to Gay's knowledge, once again, they probably only know what the police you know, tell her or, or Thad, uh, did they ever find Dub's 22 after he went missing? No, and of course, Dub's family, I'm sure, got all of his belongings, so no, she did not know whether they'd found it. Okay, so there's a possibility in this disappearance that there might have been some tampering? Correct. Okay, so, you know, they hear about Dub and Chance being uh, missing, they start thinking maybe Dub did this, and they start covering his butt by going to his place, and if they even do find a gun there, they take it. Correct. All right. It's it's a possibility. We don't know that for a fact, though. Yes. Okay. All right, so not sure what to think about that, and like I said, uh, over the years, the perception, I think, of this disappearance has changed, and we're going to get into that uh, in a moment, especially given this, given this blood. Um, at the time, being that they were looking for dub and chance uh any leads at all uh any any sightings you know of a father with his son um any witnesses uh you know of who parked the truck maybe i should ask you this did dub have a connection to that area that anybody could say yeah that makes sense that he would put the truck there anything like that as they tried to track down where dub and chance might be or did they just kind of poof gone yeah, I mean, as far as I know, he had no connections to anyone in that area. They believe it was just there because it was a high crime area, and they were hoping someone would take it off their hands, mm -hmm. whoever left it there. Okay, so I guess what I'm asking, there's no proof, and, and I know that you've talked to Gay extensively, and I think that if, uh, especially for all those years that she was thinking that Dub did this, she's never told you, well, you know, Dub had a friend, John Smith, that lived near where the truck was found. Anything like that? No, but in broader terms, they did say that since Dub was a truck driver, that he would mm. be able to find work easily. Yeah. And I talked to Thad, and Thad said people had accused my family of helping him go to Mexico, which, you know, he said mm. was ridiculous. Yeah. But um, she did say, Gay did tell me that there was a possible sighting of, of Chance in Alpine, Texas, but mm. it really didn't come out to anything. She went to the area... She looked through all the yearbooks of all the pictures and, you know, didn't see any, see chance in any of the pictures. Okay. Well, I guess we have to be open to the idea, and we're going to get into the other theory here in a moment. We do do theorizing when uh, writers and bloggers such as Heather uh, appear on the program, but I guess what you're saying here, Heather, is that whoever put the truck there probably would have needed a ride out of the area. Correct. Okay. All right. So not any leads. They're for many years thinking that Dub shot Latricia. Argument. Maybe he's not happy with the custody arrangements and what's going on with Gay. He's going to take his son. He's a truck driver. Maybe some other truck driver could pick him up. They get out on the road. 
and somehow change their names or something like that. That was the uh, theory for many uh, years. Um, Correct. And please. he did, Dub did own his own semi. Mm. And Thad said as soon as he found out what had happened, you know, he went over there and said that Dub's semi was fine. It was nothing out of the ordinary. It was mm. like, you know, he had just left and planned on getting back in there. And once again, why don't you, for the listeners, remind, of course, we know Gay is Chance's mother. Who is Thad again? Just to remind the listeners. Um, Thad Reagan, he was a very close friend of Dub's. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was important to talk to someone on Dub's side. Sure. Sure. Um, Over the years, being that we're, you know, Gay had a particular idea about what what happened, given what she knew. Of course, the perception has changed. Uh, Thad, same way that he, he, you know, thought, man, I think, my good friend uh, Dub just killed his girlfriend. I mean, what was Thad thinking oh, no, for all those he, years? He absolutely never thought that. In fact, he suspected the person that we're going to talk about later mm-hmm. immediately. Wow, immediately in 1993. Yes, because he had heard some things prior that made him think, you know, um, that, that he had a motive. Okay. Um, maybe just to get very specific on this, Heather. Um, did Thad ever recount any conversations that he and Dub had about this other person? Um, not that person in general. There was a situation that he just kind of vaguely remembers being told about. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we'll, we'll get into that in a moment. So Gay is, has one idea. She's thinking, man, I think Dub did do this. But on the other hand, this Thad who knew Dub very, very well, very good friend thought from day one, Nope. Cannot believe that he would ever do this. Yeah, and see, Gay did believe that maybe Dub did kill Patricia, but he didn't Mm -hmm. think that Chance was, she didn't think Chance was in danger. Yeah, and this is so, this is, uh, she was thinking a common scenario, uh, a parent not happy with the custody arrangements, and then on top of that, there's this murder, and so this guy and his son have to go on the run. Correct. Okay. All right, so... What did, uh, I have it in my notes here, uh, what did, What was Gay's life like during this time, from 1993 until 2015, which is only uh, seven years ago, and everybody should know we're doing this interview on March 5th, 2022. Uh, what, Gay, as you've talked to Gay many times, what has she explained her life was like from 1993 until 2015? Well, I'm sure it was just horrible... She was interviewed in the Unsolved Mysteries segment. She doesn't even remember being interviewed. Wow. She was in such a state. She said some of the filming on the, the segment was actually at Latricia's house, but they would not allow Gay to go inside. I'm assuming because it would be too painful. Yeah. But she did go, like I said, she hired a PI to try to find Chance. She went mm. on the Maury Povich show, mm. and she was even asked to do the Oprah Winfrey show, but she had just got a new job and had declined. Mm-hmm. But she has always been so willing and it's so painful for her to relive this, but mm-hmm. she's always been so willing to talk to anyone and she's always wanting to get the story out there. Yeah. Uh, it, like you just said a few moments ago, you know, she kind of, you know, was one of those things once again, uh, they were in a relationship for 10 years. 
Uh, she, of course, did not believe that Dub would hurt Chance at all, but did she ever believe that it was within Dub's uh, capabilities of killing Latricia? Of course, the evidence was the evidence at the time. You know, what did she said about that? Did she think, you know what, I could see Dub killing this yeah, woman? Yeah, she, she did. She said she could see, she could believe that huh. he would have killed that she that uh, he went out there for a second that he would have killed Latricia. Yes, okay. she does believe that that would have been possible. Okay, even though Thad, uh, his friend, thought the opposite. Yeah, he referred to mm. Dub as a gentle giant, and mm. as far as the fights with Dub and Latricia, I mean, Latricia was always you know yelling as well. Yeah, it wasn't like one sided. Right, it takes two to tango. That is that is certainly true. Um, your understanding, once again, speaking to Thad, speaking to Gay. Have the two of them, did the two of them ever have any interaction, being that they're both very involved? Uh, you know, the, the mother of Chance, the best friend of Dub. Did the two of them ever uh, communicate over the years uh, about any of this? I don't believe so. Gay did give me Thad's name and said, you know, that's someone that you could contact. But as far as, like, when I think Thad would help a little bit with the custody, you know, like, getting chance back and forth mm -hmm. he would be with dub sometimes mm -hmm. but no i don't believe that they've been in contact since they went missing okay all right so it's very it's of course very interesting to me i'm sure it's very interesting to you heather and probably to the listeners that one person who knows um dub fairly well absolutely believes he could do it and then another person who absolutely knows Dub well believes he couldn't have done it. It's always uh, very interesting to me uh, to get two yeah. different interpretations of that. All right, so let's move up to this. So we're talking about this different theory. This is a theory that seems it seems Thad thought since 1993, but it did not become a popular one until much more recently. Why don't you um, explain to the listeners what this new theory, in fact, it's just not a theory, Maybe there is even scientific evidence and other things to actually believe this is what happened. Why don't you tell uh, the listeners what that theory is? Well, the theory is that Latricia was killed by her ex-husband because they had just literally just gotten divorced the month prior, and there was a custody dispute. Mm -hmm. And Dub's sister had told Gay that the ex had said that he was going to get full custody one way or the other. Huh. And Dub's family said they told the police as soon as this happened to check him out. Mm -hmm. And that's the first person Thad thought of. Mm -hmm. Thad got a friend of his when they went missing and they were up in a plane flying around for a couple of days because he said, I was looking for fresh dirt. I was looking yeah. for a burial site because mm -hmm. this person did have access to heavy equipment. Okay. And do we want to use his name, Heather? Maybe you're I up don't to... have any problem. It's a matter of public record. All right, go ahead. Just say his name then. His name's Ronald Kadlicek. So this is Latricia's ex-husband? Yes. All right, and they had at least one child together. Yes, they have a son together. All right, and we mentioned early on that she had just gotten, even though she and, Le and Dub had been together for a while, she wasn't divorced on paper until November 1993, a month before all this all happened. Correct. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That so, wasn't reported at all, mm. that even anything about 
her custody dispute. Mm-hmm. I don't think most people even knew that she had literally just gotten divorced. Mm-hmm. Was, uh, and I have to admit for the record, I've not, I've watched a lot of Unsolved Mysteries back at that time. I do not remember this one. Was that even, even, even brought up at all in that segment? No, not at all. Hmm. When did you find out about this particular, being that it wasn't on Unsolved Mysteries, you've mentioned Unsolved Mysteries a couple times. You've mentioned that you even got into this. You wrote about this disappearance because of Unsolved Mysteries. When did you find out about this alternative theory? I believe it, it came out in 2016. I had heard about it, mm-hmm. but I, I don't believe till talking to Gay that I knew more details mm-hmm. because the police would just say they believe it was a crime of passion and that it was someone closely related. Mm-hmm. And then Gay told me who it was and told me his name. All right. So it was, was it then, once again, going back to what we talked about first, about your uh, inspiration, uh, your choice to cover this, was it because of this change in theory? Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Because like everyone else, I just assumed that Doug had done that and he was on mm-hmm. the run. Then you presented this whole other you know, set of... Uh, facts and then of course you need to rethink what you originally thought right right how stunned were you when you heard that i was completely stunned Mm -hmm. i mean unsolved mysteries sometimes they just kind of want you to come to a certain conclusion and leave things out that's true but they did a good job because i mean there wasn't any question that it was dud because we're seeing these reenactments of fights yeah you know and then he's gone right and uh, you find out then it seems, and, and the thing is, this isn't something where Unsolved Mysteries can say, well, we just had no idea. In fact, we've already talked about Dub's own best friend, Thad, believed that there was a, a very viable alternate theory. Yes, and see, I'm not sure how many people even knew about this. I mean, mm-hmm. people I talked to are close, so they mm-hmm. knew. I don't even know if, if Gay, when Gay exactly knew, but I do know that they talked to him at least one time and I do know that he had actually admitted to being at the house, I huh. believe, on Monday. He said huh. that there was a toy left behind by his son and that he tried to phone the house and no one answered. So he drove there and mm. knocked and no one answered. That's what he says. Mm. Now, Gay's opinion would be that he had to say that because... Latricia's at a dead end road, and if the neighbors happen to see his vehicle going by, yeah. that would be an explanation. Right. But un- uh, I guess, unfortunately, uh, neighbors didn't have anything to say about any vehicles during those days. During, I, We're going to get into something Latricia said before she died, was murdered. But at that day, that Christmas weekend, the 26th, 27th, have the neighbors ever said anything about seeing something unusual? No, and Gay said they didn't hear anything because that would, mm. you know, six shots would have been. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, it's one of those things, Heather. The, the issue with 22s is they aren't that loud. Uh, oh. You know, they're, um, they're a very tiny caliber, very small round. They don't really fly that fast. So they do not make the same. They're certainly not as loud. <clears throat> it's like a 9mm, which is a very popular handgun caliber now in the 21st century. I think 22s might have been a little more popular back then than they are now as far as handguns go. Yeah. But, um, 
it's very possible, just for your information, it's very possible that somebody could have used that, shot that gun, rifle or handgun, inside a house of 22. And it would not sound like much to somebody like 100 yards away. It's certainly possible. You know, certainly, yeah, I believe her neighbors were pretty far away. Yeah, so, well. so that, uh, it's certainly not like if it was an actual, once again, an, uh, an AR-15, you know, a... You know, a military rifle or something like that. That would be something totally, totally different. In fact, you shot one of those inside a house without hearing protection, you'd probably be deaf for a while. So, the, you know, just have to think about that. But So the listener, uh, the, the neighbors did not hear anything unusual. They didn't see anything uh, unusual Correct. at all. Right? Correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. But still, this guy, he's saying that he was over there. He just freely admits that, yeah, I was over there. Yeah, and I guess he knocked at the door. No one answered, and he left. That's what he says. Okay. But well, this also then is backed up by, we have to uh, remind the listeners, with this blood in the truck that it seems has never specifically been connected to Dub and Chance, but we now know that it's blood of, uh, of per people in the same family. Do mm -hmm. you know if this guy, either back in 1993 or 98 or any particular, Pick any particular year. Uh, was he ever given a polygraph? What, what went on with that? He re refused a polygraph. Is what Gay was told. Okay. So move on to this. And this uh, goes to something that I guess uh, I'd, I'd be interested to know who heard this, why this is known. But you stated that they lived on a, a, a dead-end road, so it doesn't seem like there would be any reason for people to you know, go that far down to their house. There's nowhere to go. But did Latricia say something about seeing some strange cars, something? Yeah, Thad had heard, I'm assuming from Deb, that the month prior to her murder, there was, you know, unknown cars going by, which they would have no reason to, to be going by on the dead-end road. So there was the theory that, you know, maybe they were being stalked or maybe trying to figure out their schedule mm -hmm. or something. Okay. Uh, but this is something that Latricia saw. This was not something that Dub saw. I believe Dub told that about it. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming Latricia conveyed that to mm -hmm. Dub, or maybe Dub saw the cars himself. Mm -hmm. He and, did live there. And we also might think of it this way. It's Latricia's house. Yes, he had been living with her for a while, but it's her house. She's lived there the longest, so she might be more likely to notice, notice something was strange in contrast to Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and this is... I mean, as soon as her divorce is final, then not long after, suspicious cars yeah. are going past her house. Right. And we also have to think that at least for a lot of this time, if Dove is a, a truck driver, he's not even there. So yeah. he, there's nothing really for him to see anyway, maybe. Yeah. Okay, so there's this story. Could very well be somebody or a group of people were scoping out the house. We just don't know. Um... But something else that we talked about did, is it possible that this guy and Dub had some sort of beef between them? And what would that what would that be about? Well, I'm not sure if they've actually interacted, but Thad did hear of an incident where Dub was had punished Latricia's son. And I'm assuming it, he had spanked him for, you know, correcting him mm. or something. But he thinks that this did not go over well, that the um, ex had found out and was very upset about oh, it. Oh, 
Alright, so there's maybe an additional, uh, possibly, uh, additional motive. In con you know, on yeah. top of the divorce and the custody stuff, then he finds out the new guy in Latricia's life is disciplining, you know, his child, and he doesn't like that. Yes, and another thing, not really relevant to the case, but I did find out that Dove had purchased a house for him and mm -hmm. Latricia to live in. It was one of those that he had to move to the property over near his father's. Mm -hmm. And Thad said he was in the process of fixing it up because, you know, Dove had told Thad that he did want to build a life with Latricia, but they oh. just hadn't got it fixed up enough to move into. Wow. Okay. All right, so once again, this, this appearance starts out as one particular idea that is strong in, in people's minds, and now all these years later, it's all, I, I'm not saying it makes more sense, but it is certainly uh, as viable as believing Dub, Dub did all this. Yes. Certainly. Okay. Uh, but we're going to have to think about it this way. We have to remember Latricia's there, Dub's there, uh, of course Chance is there, Maybe thinking, is it possible that uh, were any of these guys' friends ever interviewed? We have to remember this this truck was ditched. Probably needed a ride from somebody. Do you know if any of his friends have been interviewed? Does Gay know this? Does Thad know this? Anybody know anything about this? No, they, they don't know anything about the ex. Just at least probably the only one time he was interviewed. Mm -hmm. And they just... The uh, retired Texas Ranger that talked to Gay said he had talked to the DA, but he just would not mm. uh, get a grand jury together in this case. Hmm. Okay. You know, the bodies haven't been found. That's a big thing back then, too. Right. Yeah, it's, unfortunately, it still is. A little too reliant yeah. upon that. Uh, this guy, this ex, Latricia's uh, ex-husband, uh, do you know what he's done with his life since 1993? Is he a bad guy does he have any felonies? Do we know anything about that? I mean, I've seen an arrest record. I don't think there's a lot. He works mm -hmm. for Smithville, Texas. He works for the city, last I knew. Mm -hmm. But that's all I really know. Okay. So, uh, for example, to your knowledge, uh, any domestic violence charges, any assault charges, anything like that since 1993? I don't believe so. I do believe mm -hmm. that Gay did reach out to his, I think she was his wife at the time. He has since mm -hmm. divorced, but I don't think she would talk to Gay or give her any kind of information if she did know anything. Okay. So maybe she has nothing to say or maybe she's afraid. It could be a, a few different things. Maybe she might not, she might not know anything. Certainly possible. Yeah. Okay. What about, uh, you know, Dub's uh, family. Of course, Thad is not a family member. Uh, but it's it does seem to me, just the feeling that I've gotten from this, because we're going to go into some discussion, a little theorizing here, uh, as we sometimes do with uh, bloggers uh, who, who are on the program who aren't, you know, who aren't family members. Um, you know, what's their attitude? What feeling have they gotten regarding all this? Because I have to say that, for example, if they went over and got all of Dub's stuff, if that is true... Certainly does seem a little strange, you know. If they, you know, if they don't believe that Dub did this, you'd think that they would just be wide open, that let the investigation go wherever it needed to go, even over to Dub's house, to his truck, and everything. But you leave the impression that 
you know, they might have done some things maybe they shouldn't have done. What have they said about all of this over the years? Well, I will read you the quote. Um, Barbara was going to talk to me for my article, Dead Sister, but I believe another sibling had just died around that time, and she mm-hmm. just didn't want to, you know, it was too emotional. But she mm-hmm. did send me this message, and it says, Dub and Chance did not disappear. They are dead. The whole case was mishandled, and everyone was chasing a ghost. Gay and her family and my family have lost our loved ones. Mm-hmm. We want justice for them and the person that did it. Thanks, Barbara. Okay. And I don't know that they went and got his possessions. I just, mm-hmm. we don't know what's happened to them since, but I'm assuming the family did something. But Gay did say, I think in 2020, that Barbara had sent her a text that she was going to have to declared legally mm-hmm. dead but I couldn't find any information, you know, to say for sure that that happened. Okay. Because uh, as a gun owner, uh, I think that, um, and I'm not a murder expert, I'm just a missing persons expert. As a murder expert, it, it does seem to be the sticking point of all of this is that very well may be the dub done to 22, but, you know, we don't know if it's ever been discovered. That's a huge flaw. You know, if... You know, there wasn't a twenty-two found in Latricia's house, and there wasn't a twenty-two found in his truck, and there wasn't a twenty-two found in his house, then where did that gun go? Yeah, and there wasn't a lot of communication. It was such mm. a painful situation. I mean, yeah. Dub's family and Gay, they, they weren't in contact. I mean, they wanted the same thing, but mm. they didn't really stay in contact over the years. Okay. Uh, at this point, before we get into a, a little bit uh, of a more of a discussion here, uh, Heather, why don't you read the, the letter that Gay wrote? Uh, you want to do that? I know it's on your blog. Why don't you just read it right now? Okay, Gay wrote this, and she actually mailed it to Ronald Kadlicek, and she never got a response. Okay, when, when, did, okay. She send, when did she send this? Uh, it's been several years ago. I'm sure it was probably soon after the police had talked to her about their change in their opinion mm-hmm. of what right. had happened. Sure. Okay, please go ahead. Okay, I am the mother of Chance Walker Hogan. I am writing to you in hopes you will find it in your heart to let me know where my son's body is. Years ago, I was told you killed my son. For many years, all I wanted was for you to pay and know the pain I was feeling. I then realized nothing is going to bring Chance back to me. The only thing I hope for now is closure. Hiding his body and bringing him home is the only thing that will give me closure. I know you are a father and should realize how I feel. Chance's body needs to come home to me and buried in the family cemetery. I don't believe you meant to kill Chance. I don't care if you ever pay for what you have done, because I truly believe you pay for it every day of your life. I am not asking you to confess or turn yourself in. In any means you see fit, I am asking you to somehow just let me know where Chance's body is. From one parent to another, I hope you can understand how I feel. I know your son is very important to you, so you should understand what I am asking of you. Please find it in your heart to do this for me. I do not believe you really meant to hurt anyone. Things got out of control, and all you wanted to do was protect your son. God bless you in making your decision. Sincerely, Gay Walshack. Wow. And she got no response to that? No response. Okay. Do you know if this guy uh, has ever publicly stated anywhere, made a statement like, you know what, I had nothing to do with this? Do we know his thoughts and all of of any of this at all? No, no, nothing. As far as I know, he's never said anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, except for the one interview that I'm aware of with the police. Mm-hmm. 
and he hasn't had to answer for anything. Okay. Okay. All right, let's move on once again. Uh, because uh, Heather is, is a blogger, she's not a family member, I, I think that uh, we, we do usually do a little a wider latitude on theorizing, throwing around some ideas. So let's just start here. You know, as you know, uh, parents steal kids all the time. Um, do you think that, uh, I have the question here, why not think that this is what happened here? Maybe I might put it a different way and say, uh, can we really blame the police back in 1993 that they were all caught up in, in in this one particular theory because of that. Can we really blame them or are you of the opinion being that you've written about this, you know a lot about this disappearance that you really think that the police really, you know, dropped the ball on this back then. You know, how do you look at it now, Heather? Well, I believe the police dropped the ball when I found out that Dub's family alerted them about Latricia's ex immediately. Mm -hmm. And they would have known the divorce was just final. Things weren't going well between those two. So why not look into that as well? Mm -hmm. It was tunnel vision, in my opinion. It was. So you certainly believe, once again, we know that Thad thought that. Um, it's just, uh, you know, unclear to me. It doesn't seem, we know what Thad thought, but he's not even a Dub's family member. He's not, you know, of course, a parent yeah. or a brother or sister or anybody. Uh, it doesn't seem to me that they were as vocal about it as Thad was. Is that your impression, too, or is your impression different? Well, I was, Norm had told Gay, you know, that they had told the police right away about Latricia's ex. And, mm -hmm. you know, the family wasn't really out there in the media and everything. But I'm not, so I'm not sure how much they pressed it. But they just said, you know, they were told to look into him. And, I mean, maybe the police did a little bit, but like I said, it, these charges were, I mean, literally three days after he's yeah. missing. That's very quick. Yes. You know, that that is very quick. And, and of course, we know about a lot of um, disappearances that have happened in the in the last few years. Uh, let's just pick one. You know, Suzanne Morphew, you know, from Colorado with uh, yeah. with her husband. I mean, it's, and of course, we still... We're still not sure what happened. I know a lot of people do believe that her husband killed her, uh, but it took a long while for him to be charged. So they did this in, in the span of three days with uh, Dub, believing, yep, he had to have killed Latricia. Yeah. Very, very quick. Okay. Uh, moving on to this. Um, has anybody uh, at any time, of course the police didn't do this, has anybody who, like Thad or somebody who knew this from the beginning ever really tried to nail down uh, Latricia's ex and where he could have been that day or around that time? Anything? You know, I mean, I had his number and we kind of talked about it, but, you know, they just assume he's not going to say anything mm -hmm. or answer, so... Mm -hmm. He's, if he did it, he's gotten away with it this long, you know. And, of course, we don't know if this guy owned a twenty two, do we? No, no. They just mm. said through his job they knew that he, you know, had access to heavy equipment as far as, mm. like, you know, burying something is what they were getting at. Mm -hmm. If he was getting rid of uh, two bodies, let's say, yeah. theoretically. And he could have, if, if he took the truck, you know, he could have had three days to do like to. Mm -hmm. So I guess what we're also saying is being that they were seen 
uh, eating together on December 26th. It seemingly, this all happened not long after that. Correct, yeah, because I'm not sure exactly what time Latricia had to be at work, but Mm -hmm. by the end of the day, you know, she hadn't made her shift, so... Mm. I don't, and that's another thing I thought about with Chance's footprint and blood. It could have been dark. He didn't see where he was stepping. Yeah, yeah, that's a very interesting point. But to be clear, the once again, what we know in 2022 is his footprint. So it's a little tiny footprint, shoe print. It's not a footprint. It's a yeah. shoe, right? It's a shoe, not a foot. Yes. So we don't have any stories of any other footprints in the blood in the house. Yeah, correct. There's no mention of any, like, Doug size. Uh, Doug was, I believe, 6'5", so yeah. he would have been feet. noticeable, his shoe print. Right. All right, so I think it's, you know, for the listeners, it's easy for them to put a scenario together to believe that Dub did this, you know, just thinking it out physically. You know, there's a fight, he has a gun, mm-hmm. he shoots her in the kitchen, I guess that's where the footprint was, the, the shoe print, for chance. For some reason... Uh, you know, Dub moves her to the bed. I don't know why he would anybody would do that, but it seems that's what happened. But the way you visualize it, we have to remember, that, as you just said, uh, Dub is not a small man. Uh, my interpretation of uh, truck drivers, have, my brother Michael was a truck driver for a while, my brother Brian was a truck driver for a long time, they tend to be pretty street smart considering sometimes where you have to make deliveries and all these things are out in the road by themselves out in the middle of nowhere. You never know who you're going to run into. Um, then how do you, how do you visualize then that this happened? If Latricia's ex did this, how did he get the jump on a dub and, you know, and, and and all of that? How do you, what do you think? Well, Thad had a theory that I thought made sense. He thought that perhaps dub was out by his truck you know, like maybe he was putting the presence in there or Thad said, you know, Dove could have wanted a chance to go fishing with him. Maybe he was loading things up and he was surprised. Mm. And that would explain why, you know, there's no bloody footprints of, mm-hmm. of Dove. And, and honestly, Thad and Gay both think that the ex would have had to have help. Right. Just as so far as, you know, the weight and everything. But, you know, it, it seems like, Dub and Chance were transported in that truck if both of their blood was in there. In the back, so wing. that would make sense if he was right by the truck when this happened. Right. When you say blood in the truck, once again, we're talking about the bed of the truck, not the interior of the truck, but the bed. Correct. Yeah. You know, so somebody or some people would have had to have lifted six five well, uh, Dub into the bed. I'm not sure the kind of truck mm-hmm. exactly, but I know in the reenactment, I believe it had a camper. Mm-hmm. I saw that. Yeah. On the truck. So that might even be better to have covered up this as he's driving away. If we're to believe the yeah. the ex did it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, six five. If Dub was just even taking care of himself, he'd be two forty, two fifty. Yeah. You know that's that's quite a bit uh, for any you know any person to try to lug around. It doesn't sound to me like there's any signs of any blood outside or any dragging of somebody. You know, across yeah. the ground, like, you know, let's just say uh, a scenario where uh, the blood in the kitchen actually was dubs. You know, but it sounds yeah. like to me like it's just a puddle. There's nothing like it was like a dragging away and, you know, the blood's like wiped across the floor. It doesn't sound like that to me. So maybe what Thad said is correct. That, um, yeah. that uh, you know, he's out there doing something. Uh, 
this ex and somebody else comes upon them. They get, they take care of him. Chance is inside by himself. Maybe Latricia's in bed. And not to be morbid, but maybe that blood that was in the in the kitchen was actually Chance's. Right, yeah. right. And of course, no one knew, I mean, no one knew Chance was, was still going mm. to be there. Yeah. But gay. That. That's right. And so this might have been a situation where the ex knew their schedules and didn't believe that maybe he was even thinking that the dub wouldn't be there either for all we know and just happens upon it and they're there and it's like well we got to do this it's just the way it is yeah and by taking i mean if if he did it and by taking dub and chance away i mean of course i mean what he did proved correct everyone thought Mm. that it was dub yeah, and uh, that's Heather. I think that's a fantastic point you make there. It's just one of those things where, as many disappearances that you've written about, you start to wonder: was this part of the plan, or did it just work out that way? Yeah, uh, and I mean, he couldn't. If, if he did it, he couldn't leave Chance there. Chance knew who he was. You know, Chance mm-hmm. would have said, "Sure, who had done it?" Right. Yeah, it's it's hard to tell. Yes, that's what a lot of people ended up thinking, uh, including Gay herself, that, you know, you know, Dub did this, although she didn't believe that Chance would be harmed. You just wonder that, you know, if this ex, if he did it, was thinking, you know what, we're going to go in here and I'm going to make it look like Dub did it. Or this is just, once again, a, a coincidence. It just happened to be what people think. And I do believe that he wanted... If, if he did it, if mm-hmm. he wanted Dub dead as well, because Dub mm-hmm. was Dub's vehicle was out there. He knew Dub was, yeah, he knew it was probably that. there. Mm-hmm. And if if he had reprimanded his son, you know that could have been part of the uh, right. part of his anger as sure. well. Sure, absolutely. I, I guess what we're also saying is Latricia's vehicle uh, was still there. Nothing, as far as we know, nothing unusual about it. No signs that somebody tried to get into it or. Hot wire yeah, it didn't or anything. Mention, so I'm assuming her car was there, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess what we're saying about the house is no signs of a break-in. Correct. So it's not like they were all in bed and somebody, you know, barged in either. Yes. Okay. Wow, this is interesting. Uh, as a person who studies disappearances, Heather, I think this is interesting for you. Um. Have you covered any other disappearances? And I've read all your blogs, but you, of course you are the expert on the blogs, You're, and I have not. Any other maybe disappearances that you've written about or maybe one that's on your mind where opinions have changed so drastically over time? Anything that really pops up to you? If you don't, if you don't have anything, I'm sorry to put you on the spot, but anything that really... Um, well, I mean, this is not the typical case, the, the John Bunting case. It was mm-hmm. Unsolved Mysteries. The parents were interviewed being very sympathetic, mm-hmm. and everyone thought the grandparents were villains. The, the grandson finally speaks out, not really wanting to, but tired of having his grandparents maligned and said, you know what, this abuse did happen. Mm-hmm. We weren't stolen. We were protected. So that completely changed, and there's definitely divided opinions on that case still Mm -hmm. but that's a big reason i wrote about it to just get the other side out there yeah you know an unfound i want to bring up about about dub and please the situation and i just found this out recently and gay had no idea about this but dub was actually getting ready to 
take Gay back to court to fight for full custody of Chance. Oh, my. And I'm not sure how she even came about this, but she sent me the court, all the paperwork, and this is very eerie to me. The court documents were filed the same day Latricia's body was found. Oh, my goodness. December 27th. 27th, yes. And see, so that also goes to he wouldn't have just taken chance because he was upset with the custody arrangement. He was going to go fight for it in court. Mm -hmm. And another thing, he wouldn't have, I don't think he would have shot Latricia with his son right there. Just have to go through that. Right. Why, uh, you know, of course, as we know, I, you know, maybe things are a little bit different. I'm not an expert in this area at all because I've never been married. I don't have any kids. But uh, maybe back, you know, at that time, I think it was much, you know, more common for the women to get at least, you know, major custody, not yeah. full custody. But what was going on there that he was asking for full custody? Had something been going? I just have to ask because I know the listeners were no, wondering. And, and- what was Gay going was on very there? surprised. She said, I, I don't know what grounds. So Gay seemed more as surprised as anyone about this paperwork that had just been filed. Huh, was, you know... What was... Uh, what doesn't go into detail why. Mm-hmm. It just says he, he wants to modify it. And he was looking for full custody. Yes. And what, and what would that mean? Ask, uh, you know, for those of us, any single people out there who don't have kids... What would full custody mean in legal terms? Do you know? I'm not really sure, but she sent me their divorce paperwork, and it does say they have joint custody. Mm. But I know Gay had more more physical custody. Mm. It was more the weekends. Mm. And I said, do you think that Deb just didn't want to pay child support or that he wanted full custody? And she said, I think he wanted full custody. So that really wasn't an issue that he was paying a little bit of child support. Right, and and once again, given that he was a truck driver, I mean, how was he going to get full custody? What was how how was uh, Chance going to go to school? And things. Yeah, I mean, and was, I they, was he going to live with Patricia? And you know, I don't, you know, what were going to be the yeah. logistics of that? Yeah, that's true. Unless Latricia was there, but I don't know whether he was a long haul driver, whether he got to be home at night. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say, uh, just my opinion, you know, when people own their own trucks, it usually means that they're more of a long hauler. Whereas when it comes to local yeah. deliveries, like, you know, like Publix or something like that, yeah. like the grocery yeah. store chain we have here in Florida, although there are, of course, food is transport all around the United States and everything. Usually a lot of those times, those guys are more local. Um, yeah. you know, they get to go home at night, uh, or they maybe work like four days a week, like 10 hour days or something like that yeah. in contrast to driving all the way across the United States all the time. Yeah. That would have been complicated. I'm, sh- I'm mm-hmm. curious what he had in mind, whether the family would, would help or. Yeah. And being that he seemingly, at least the way Gay explains it, was doing it secretly. Yeah. It does seem that he was going to blindside her for the coming year. Yeah, definitely. She, I don't, like I said, I don't know when she found out, but she definitely mm-hmm. seems surprised. Okay. That, that, that certainly adds another, I'm not saying anybody should suspect that gay had anything to do with this, but <laughs> I could see, I, I'm going to be honest, under different, a different scenario, uh, you know, we might look at gay. If the, if the, once again, if the scenario was much different, we, you yeah. know, we might have to take a look at her if she thought that 
her ex-husband was going to be taking her to court and she was going to lose custody yeah. of her kids. We know people have been killed over such reasons. That's that's happened. Yeah, and if, and if it was that that volatile, she would have told yeah. Chance, no, you're not yeah. going to stay there longer. Yeah. Wow, okay, so the listeners are going to have to think about that. They're going to have to uh, compare two very viable theories. We usually don't, you know, have something like this this common, but it's not that common. Where you would think that Dub had reasons, might have had reasons, and this ex of Latricia might have had reasons. Okay. Um, Let's talk. go back to talking about you a little bit, Heather, about the blog. Um... Going back, maybe, you know, I don't know if you want to forecast, although I have it in my the, the notes here of, you know, what you're working on now. I certainly would not want you to uh, spoil anything that's going to be coming out. But what is kind of your uh, work process? How often do you work on your blog per day or per week? Uh, how many are you working on at one time? You know, what kind of is your workflow for your blog? I only work on one at a time. I mean, like, I've kind of put it on hold. I needed to revisit the Dub and Chance case for the podcast. But I am working on one now that's... I really, really try to find one that is obscure, that people haven't heard about. Mm-hmm. You know, may, a big reason to bring attention to it. But, you know, some of these cases are covered just, you know, everywhere. And there's no need yeah. for me to write about it. Yeah. <laughs> but... I like ones that have a twist. I mean, there's so many cases where you pretty much think in your head, okay, well, I know what happened. But I like it if there's a twist that you weren't expecting or at the end you're kind of wondering what happened, you know. Right, and we should note uh, that you write about solved disappearances too. Yes, yes. Yeah, and in in fact, when I think of what you talk about, well, you like ones with a twist. In fact, two of the ones that, you know, you talk about a twist are ones that were eventually solved, and the way they got solved was some of the most bizarre situations ever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the last article I posted was three little boys that went to the park one day less than a mile from their home and just never came back. Right. And that's you know, the one where their hats many... their hats were out on the... Yeah, yeah, that's on two of the three hats, and mm. so it's like, okay, did they drown? Were they taken? It's just... You don't usually hear about three siblings going missing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, I know for but me... The next I, article... Please. I will say, um, I may even have it posted by the time this airs, because I pretty much have all the research, and I spoke with, with the man's wife as well. But it's it's really a bizarre case about a, a hunter. And, it's, you know, I've never written a case of, like this before. It's just bizarre and it's senseless. But huh. he is still missing. Okay. I know for me, uh, and re- having read all of your blogs, and you know, and unfortunately for me, these ones are solved because if they weren't solved, these were ones that uh, I would have certainly loved to have covered on Unfound. But uh, the ones that come to mind are the guy who disappeared on Super Bowl Sunday, and he was yeah. found like in Washington, right? He was like disappeared yes. from like Texas, and he was found in Washington. Yeah, just like less than twenty-four hours later. Yeah. All right, so what's the guy's name? I want people to, of course, go read about, of course, uh, Dub and Chance. But that one, what's that guy's name? David Glenn Lewis. David Glenn Lewis was watching, uh, seemingly was watching the Super Bowl. I was uh, watching the Super Bowl. He goes missing, and then I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but then he is found. He even pushed recorder to record the rest of the Super Bowl. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. 
And then he is found, I don't know how far it is from, what is it, Texas to Washington, right? Washington State, yeah. Washington State. So I don't know. I know people are going to, I'm going to say 1,500 miles, which is probably longer than that. Um, and he's found there. And once again, I don't want to ruin it, but he's found there. And then the other and one they, that's. You know, back then they, they didn't track who bought, they, they didn't really know if you bought an airplane ticket. Mm-hmm. You know, how they work. Okay, why don't you say that uh, name again so the listeners can check that blog out as well? David Glenn Lewis. David Glenn Lewis. And Cross then, Country Conundrum. <laughs> Cross Country, I love the alliteration. Okay. <laughs> and uh, the other one was the woman, was she from North Carolina who went with her husband to New York City t- for vacation? Um, yes, Judy Smith. Yeah, that's another one. That's, that was Unsolved Mystery segment. It's got to be one. It's, it's up there because, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can't help but think that mental illness is a factor. You know, these people weren't acting normally. And it's yeah. just, with Judy Smith, a few people even kind of thought, saw her and thought she was a little bit off. <laughs> okay. Those are two that, that stick out to me. And, of course, uh, you've already been on Found on Unfound before with, uh, what was it, Christy Nichols, right? You wrote about yes. Christy Nichols and Dale Kerstetter yes. and Nyleen Marshall, and this is your fourth appearance, so everyone should check out the entire thing. But those are some of the uh, the, the ones that I know about uh, that uh, have most interested me. And, of course, those two where the people were actually found. Um, you know, it's, you know, you always have to, I yeah. guess you're always have to gonna have that outlier once in a while, and I always have to think about those when I think about the cases we've covered on Unfound. Yeah. All right, yeah. Uh, Heather, great job as usual. Pleasure to have you uh, back on the program. You know how much I think of uh, your work, and you've already stated you think maybe the next uh, one will come out before this is published on March 18th? Possibly, yes. I've got, I'm just ready to write it now. I've got the research done. Okay. And so why don't you give the listeners the name of your website again, and maybe you have a Facebook page, whatever else. Just give it to the listeners right now. Okay, it's Lost and Found Blogs, L-O-S-T-N-F-O-U-N-D-B-L-O-G-S. I do have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages. And you can also go on there and subscribe, and I send out email blasts with every article. Okay, great. Heather, uh, once again, uh, thank you for being on this episode of Unfound. Thank you so much, Ed. You're welcome. And that was my March 5th, 2022 interview with Heather Grotman, owner and blogger at lostandfoundblogs.com. I thank her for joining me and all of you for the fourth time on Unfound. About a week after Heather and I spoke, she got back to me with a couple of points that either change or enhance details mentioned in the interview. Here are those points. Number one, the truck was found near a dump site. That means some place where people put their trash illegally. It was not found in a shady part of town. Number two, the blood in the truck. I realized during the interview that all of you just took for granted that the blood was dubs and chances. Heather told me just days ago that for sure, yes, it was their blood in the bed of the truck. 
Number three, the presence in Dub's truck. The clarification from someone who worked on the disappearance is that they might not have been quote-unquote presence. They might have just been items that were in the bed of the pickup all the time. Number four, and this is the last point, Ron's son. Heather wanted me to clarify to all of you that yes, there is a good possibility that Ron's son was at Latricia's the weekend before the murder. For the record, I have no idea how many children Latricia and Ron had together. And those are the changes or enhancements to the interview. Now for my summation. Probably the most important point to make is, just like police were so quick to jump to a conclusion back in 1993, we in 2022 should not make the same mistake and automatically say Ron did it. We must look at the facts to support either possibility. And maybe there's even a third. I'll get to that in a moment. What are the reasons that could support Dub killing Latricia? His 22 pistol that he had has never been located. His family seemed to clean up his things, maybe including that gun, after Dub and Chance went missing. There's a much higher probability of boyfriends killing girlfriends than ex-boyfriends killing ex-girlfriends. Dub was secretly trying to get full custody of Chance. Maybe there were other secrets in Dub's life. Finally, logistically, it's hard to understand how anyone could have killed Latricia, but also take away Dub and Chance. And for what reason would someone want to do that? So what are the reasons that could support Ron killing Latricia and causing Dub's and Chance's disappearances? The blood in the pickup bed was a mixture of both Chance's and Dub's. Ron was seemingly allegedly angry at Dub disciplining Ron's child. Ron and Latricia had just gotten divorced the month before. But there may be a flaw in the logic of suspecting Ron if you don't suspect Dub. What do I mean? We don't know if Latricia had any other men in her life. We only know about Ron and Dub. It very well could be that there was some other man who liked Latricia who didn't like her having Dub at the house. And that guy, maybe with friends, killed Latricia and caused the disappearances. There are no facts to undermine this theory. Would you like to hear about a disappearance that is similar to this third theory? Unique Harris. Many people believed that yes, she was murdered by someone and that was most likely her boyfriend who she talked to on the phone the night she disappeared. Although I'm not sure there were any facts to support that, the thinking was still logical and rational. However, what do we know now? Isaac Moy, a man who knew Unique, to what extent we don't know, but who most importantly never came up in any interviews or media for 10 years. He has been charged with her murder, 
That happened in December 2020. Could this have happened with the murder of Latricia and the disappearances of Dub and Chance? Might everyone's perceptions change again? I'll leave the theorizing up to you. And that's the program. If you found it informative, please go to the app that you used to listen to Unfound and give this podcast a nice review. I thank you for listening. I'm Ed Denzel, and you've been listening to Unfound.